Hey, listening Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 34. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to deal with a listener submission asking about douchebagsstalemate.deck. Before we do that, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We're back. What's going down? You did it in one take? That's pretty cool. Hey, I thought for sure I was going to screw that up. Oh, yeah, the intro, because you talk so fast, oh. is like... 95 takes minimum. Yes. Well, 93. I've been working on it. I've been yeah, practicing in my off time. I can tell. <laughs> Thanks. I can tell. One I'm take. It, I'm glad it's showing. As for your question, lots going down. We've got another jam-packed show. Not going to ro- roll into our new arc yet, which we are, uh, oh. it's in the works. Still super secret under wraps. Get hype. hype. But it's going to be good. We're going to be going into that right away. For right now, we're going to deal with a, a listener question. Uh, we oh, got an email yeah. about something that we thought we could kind of expand out into a show topic. For sure. Before we do... You got some social media, I got some shout-outs, and a couple other things that we've been working on. Correct. Uh, we are CCO Podcast on the Twitter machine and on tappedout.net. That's where you can see any of the lists that we're going to talk about. No list today, but you know, next week and the week after that, we'll probably have some. We'll be back to talking deck tech. We're commandercookout at gmail.com if you want to send us anything longer than, I guess it's 280 characters now. But, you know, anything, lit deck lists, show ideas like this listener did, uh, no nudes. Nudes. Yeah. No. That's well. That's what I'm into. Well, yeah, but they can't send nudes, Ryan. We're not that. We're not those kind of guys. All right. We're not those kind of guys. Fine. Respectable human beings up oh. here on the internet. Do any patrons want nudes of us? No. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, they fine. don't want nudes of us. Damn it. Where was I? Commander Cookout at gmail.com. At gmail.com. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, YouTube. Commander Society, EDHREC.com, Patreon, in the Google Play Store, and on Podomatic, where we're still valiantly concerting our efforts to take down those scrapbooking ladies. Yeah, that's lots of places that you can find us now, hey? Yeah, we're everywhere. We're, we're really... getting there. We are getting, we are whoring ourselves out there. Yeah. Actually, I was, I've been telling people, you know, we're kind of, we're on the community content page of one of the biggest EDH pages in the whole internet. I love the internet. Yeah, and, and we're, I love we're, EDH. We're on there, so that's pretty cool. So I was, thanks for letting us be part of the the team, guys. Yeah, mucho, excelente. Okay, shoutouts. Shoutouts. We had an open flippy dot drinky day. We sure did. And and Evan fell off the bench again. Every time Evan is at my house, he falls off of the bench. He gets hammered and like tries to stand up while he's, he's trying like to turn around. He's like a high school girl. He really is. I, you know what? And I only say that because. A, F you, Evan. B, <laughs> I seen a high school girl when I was in high school, not last week or anything, like 10 years ago. She stood up out of a chair and fell right over and hit her face on the floor. I did that too, and I landed in a fire pit. There's a fire in the pit too. Oh, I landed Dangerous. in a fire pit after falling down a gravel pile hill into a fire pit the night I met my wife, and I had two black eyes. The, there was no fire in the pit. Luckily, there was a mattress to be burned later that night, and I landed on that. Handy. Who'd have thunk? The strangest things, hey? Yeah, she marries me. She has a child with me now. She puts up with all of your crap? It's our anniversary uh, two days ago. Congratulations. Yeah, we're so yeah, grandma's coming down, and GT, I call her, Grandma Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we had open flippy dot drinky night, and I wanted to um, have a, a little giveaway. Ooh! It's it's not a new arc yet, which is kind of how we've done it in the past. But I want to say in the next two weeks, so between episode thirty four 
and the I'm going to call it the day we record 36. Okay. Any patrons are going to be entered into free open flippy drinky packs. Ooh. Because I have and don't get your don't get your rocks off CCO Nation. They're not real packs. They're the repacks from the dollar store, <laughs> but they do contain rares and they do contain excellent open flippy drinky fodder. Yes. And upon uh, the giveaway of said packs to patrons of patrons of any level, we will go over the rules of open flippy drinky again. Yes, I will add a foil to every pack. Oh. From my own box. They may not be good, but they will be open flippy drinky worthy, I promise. Excellent. And Which at least means one, they'll be terrible. And at least one of them will be playable. Ooh. Ooh playable in what format? Limited or EDH? EDH. Okay, good. And we uh we open flippied with the cube too. Joel's power cube. Power cube. Yeah. Oh. That's why we all got so hammered. Yes. Whoops. Cube two power cube. <laughs> Any new builds? Last week you talked about a new build. Yes, my uh enchantment deck. I've actually got a lot of group submissions on that one from the from our playgroup. Oh, yeah? I'm switching the general up to Corona the False God. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put in those enchantments that make it so she can't attack me. Oh yeah, the vows. Yep, and, and then, assault suit. And that's the deck. What about with a bunch of enchantments that do other things? What about the Theros and Amonkhet gods? You could do God Tribal. No, that's too mainstream. This yeah. is CCO yeah, podcast. Is, yeah, I'm not doing that. I just want to have a Corona that beats everybody's ass, but mine. That's what I want. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally put together a legit, real black white deck. Ooh. And it's it's the deck that Wizards so badly wants us to make with all these life gain, vampire, black-white cards. I figured when I was doing it, everything I want to do in Magic is black-white. I want to do everything that the color does. That's why every time I start the deck and it's like a pile of 400 cards, it's like, I want this one and this one. So I'm making another one. <laughs> and I have the, the Edgar Markov list. I want to make Vampire Tribal with red. I want to make three new decks and all of them are black-white with, and one of them has a touch of red. They already did that, is though. That, you could, is you that can go to the st- You could go to Walmart and buy it. I already have a black-white deck, too. No, I, I would change the Edgar Markov deck a little bit. I have four red-green decks. Yeah, so redundant, whatever. Just play what you want to play, man. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Play I, what you want to play, kids. Pro tip. Yeah, don't play what's good. Play what you want to play. And if exactly. it happens to be good, then good. Which is funny, because we just said that, and then we're going to go into today's show topic. Yeah, and just... Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of the show topic, we had a one Mr. Drew Riley email in about one of his friends. And I'm, I'm going to pull it up here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase it, but I'm going to read the email. Also, thanks for listening. Drew Riley says to us, and I appreciate the way people type us emails. They type us emails the same way that we talk on air. I like that. F-bombs and all. <laughs> so I'll paraphrase. Loving the show. Excellent. He's got an issue, and it's in his playgroup, which are sometimes the harder issues to solve because these are your friends, these are the people that play with you on a regular basis. Yeah. And you might even know them outside of Magic, where you're actual friends. Yeah. His, yeah. Okay, so his, his buddy loves ties, like, like stalemates, like the whole game ends in a draw. What? And he goes as far as saying his favorite card is Divine Intervention. We're going to give Divine Intervention a read here real quick while I continue to read the email. Divine Intervention is an enchantment for the magic number. Eight. Eight. It says, put two divinity counters on this card. Remove a counter during your upkeep. Whenever you remove the last counter from Divine Intervention, the game is over and it is a draw. (laughs) That's funny. Eight mana draws you the game as well as wins you the game. Yeah. <laughs> See, it seems eight mana. And the so, game. 
Divine Intervention, he runs infinite mana combos into Earthquake and kills the entire table, including himself. Okay, so tried talking to him, but uh, Drew's goal of the deck should try and win the game does not mesh with his friend's philosophy of trying to end the game as soon as possible. He just wants the game to be over. Maybe he only likes early game kind of play, right? I feel maybe like he just wants, he feels like he wins. Like, you know, sometimes when I'm, I come in second after doing all the damage on the table and somebody just snipes yeah. me, oh, yeah, and I'm like, for sure. I'm counting that as a win. Maybe that's how he operates. Yeah, okay. So he says, what should I do? I don't really want to play against him. Or it's not that I don't want to play against him. He's a really nice guy, but he just wants to face real decks that actually try and win. That's fair. That's fair. When you sit down to play a game of Magic, when it ends in a draw, it, nobody wins. And maybe because that's what his buddy likes to do, his buddy feels like it's a win, like what you just described, right? Yeah, to him, he won because his deck worked, even if in the confines of the rules, he, he didn't actually win. Yeah. The other part that, that's important is, and I'm going to read this sentence verbatim or this paragraph because it's actually funny. He runs extremely disruptive decks that don't try to win. Group hug, chaos, or prison. The games take forever and never have a satisfying ending, and I often feel like a dick whenever I play against him. I boot fuck him out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very well said. So, um... You know what, if if we were going to say what you should do on a scale of 1 to 10, boot-fucking him out of a game is maybe 8 or 9. And we're, we're going to cover points maybe 1 through 7 or 8 on that scale, and then we're going to go into you know, nine and 10, which eventually is going to mean stop playing with the guy. Yeah, but don't I don't think that anymore. that's, I don't think that that's an option yeah, or, or it, if, he, if he's your friend, right? It's hard to get to that point if you're friends on an actual level. Like it's hard to just tell your friend who you're friends with, hey man, I don't want to do this anymore. Like yeah. you just don't even come. And at the same time, it's, it, it should be easy to not get there as well. I think of our own play group and a lot of us are really close friends. F.U. Joel had a deck that had like 16 Wrath of Gods in it. And while it was a powerful deck, it didn't really do anything until really late game. And it just wasn't fun to play against because nobody else could play Magic. Did, should we tell the story of that? We have, we have time. Let's do it. That deck was actually designed in response to an argument that Joel and Evan had had. I forget exactly what they were arguing about, but Joel was arguing that like you need as many Wrath of Gods as possible to control certain things, da 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 Because you get so much value off them. Yeah, and everybody's point was right, but the whole time we're sitting there thinking, well, Mono Wrath.deck isn't fun. We don't want to actually play that. And then the next week, I don't think you were there. I, I've seen the deck, but I wasn't there for that week. Yeah, he shows up with this Mono Wrath.deck. Evan isn't there. By the book. <laughs> oh, no. So it's Joel and I forget who the other two people in the game were because they just got wrathed out so many times. I think they gave up. But I was actually playing a really real deck at the time and I could rebuild so fast. So he'd wrath me, I'd rebuild, and like his next turn, if he didn't wrath me, I'd kill him. And it was just this infinite cycle where he must have wrathed me like 38 times. And he was recurring wraths. One, wrath, 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 wrath. Yeah, one player's playing magic and the other one is just like reset, reset, reset. Right? Yeah, and I'm, he's, he can't beat me. Like we were in a cycle where he couldn't beat me unless I rage quit. That goes back to the whole ep like the emphasis we put a few shows ago on tilt. And if he had to put me on tilt and I would have just scooped up, I would have lost. But he couldn't actually beat me. All he could do was make that game go 
And I think it did actually end up going for maybe two and a half hours of just wrath go, wrath go, take one, wrath go. And I'm, okay, Joel, you ready to take 40 now? Wrath go. How about now? <laughs> wrath go. And it's, it, it's it was not, It's not outrageous. fun, right? Nobody I, had I fun. I don't think it was fun for Joel to do that, but he didn't want to lose, right? So, of course, he's going to employ the most efficient strategy at hand, right? Correct. Which was wrath go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was doing what he had to do to not lose the game because that's how competitive players play. Yeah. And you got to accept that. But I still think that we had him in a in a death lock where he probably should have just said, "Okay, Brando, I actually can't beat you because I can't disrupt what you're doing." Then he probably ended up winning the game anyways with some bullshit. No, he didn't. I beat oh, him. Oh, you beat him? Oh yeah. I, All right. I, I beat the I beat the shit out of him at the end of it. He's like, "Well, I don't have any wrath," and it was, "Go die." That's yeah. exactly how it went. I'm not even going to draw my card. <laughs> yeah, just die, Joel. I won't even draw my card. I'm going to yep. miss the phase intentionally. You're not a judge yet, so fuck you. Excellent. That's how that went. Okay, so a couple things. We'll get back to Drew to, to, to Drew Riley's email here, and we can justify a few of his points because he is right. Okay, so stalemate, not winning. Correct. Chaos, disruption, not winning either. Also correct. We have somewhat differing opinions on chaos cards and i need you to explain a little bit of the justification behind playing chaos because in my head i never do it because i don't feel like it furthers or or it it gives me a better chance of winning i play them and we talked about this in noran where i built my deck around the fact that once the chaos starts happening i will have no control over what i do but i will still have at least one consistent thing where, let's just say, for example, I'm always going to have Norin bouncing in and out of play doing two damage when he comes back. And in the interim, I don't really need to do anything else. I just need to stop everybody else from killing me. And one really effective way of doing that is by stopping anything that would disrupt my doing that. By replacing it with something else. Exactly. Like and Warp World or or uh, what's, what's a couple other ones? Scramble verse, illicit auction. Yeah. There's all kinds of cards that just randomly redo the whole game state. That's why in our Norn Neheb Jack in the Box episode, we, we called the mono red one drop commander a control deck. Yes. Because it, it's not actually aggroing you out, it's using chaos disruption. Exactly. It's using chaos disruption to control the game until you inevitably win. <laughs> it's an oxymoron, right? Because it's chaos, but it's still control. Exactly. That's so red. Yeah, right? right? And and that's how chaos, in my mind, works. Like, that. when I play... I never just run out a... What's that card I love so much? I can't think of the name right now. It just replaces every spell you play. Confusion in the ranks? No. That one's clear with Norrin. That isn't even a chaos card. That's just, I win the game. That's, that's Norrin's strategy. Yeah. Possibility, Possibility storm. storm. Yes. That's the card. And it... Yes, it kind of changes the game and it makes things like, oh, I want my spells, I want things that I want. And of course you do. That's the point. So instead of me just counterspelling you outright to stop you from disrupting me, I'm just giving you the opportunity to do something else. Yeah, you know what? The thing that puts people on tilt with chaos is you can never actually make a plan. Exactly. You can only make an instantaneous plan. This is what I have. This is what is going to get cast after this chaos happens, I don't know what's going to be next, so you're only ever planning on the fly. Exactly. It's like people get so angry, and I've seen this, where you have a possibility storm and a Tefri's puzzle box at the same time. Because oh. it's like, 
Ooh, I want these cards, I need these cards, but I can't get rid of your stupid possibility storm. Well, you could cast something targeting my possibility storm or anything else and just get a different spell. Are you only playing one enchantment removal in your whole deck? Build a better deck. Enchantment removal, kids, we say that on the frequent. Yes, and I mean, that's how chaos just kind of works. You can still get around it. You just have to change your thinking to, okay, I can't do my storm combo right now because I have to deal with this threat over here. Yeah. It's like if somebody has a Blightsteel Colossus, you don't hang on to that removal because you want to play it on something else. You path the freaking Colossus. When it attacks you specifically. Exactly. Because you let it beat ass on everybody else first. Y- yes. So, okay, the, good, all good topics, all good points, but doesn't really address Drew Riley's concern. And no. be- before we before we move on to our next stuff that I want to talk about, I want to talk about the, the merits of Earthquake effects. Because he mentions Earthquake, right? He yeah. says, ramp to infinite mana or what have you and cast Earthquake to kill everybody. Why not, and you suggested this right before we recorded, why not Comet Storm, Drew Riley's friend, or Drew Riley, maybe he doesn't know that Comet, Comet Storm existed. And it's affordable now. It's been in Commander products and stuff. If you have infinite mana, it's literally targeted Earthquake, where you just multi-kick it to other players so it doesn't hit yourself as the caster. And yeah. with infinite mana, you're going to kill everything on the board. If you have infinite mana, you could even target all your own stuff like it was an earthquake. You can kill all your own guys. You can kill all their guys. You can kill all of them. And you're the only thing standing. Yep. It's exactly like an earthquake, except you win. Excellent. Problem solved. And I guess for the newer players, and we're going to touch on a few things for newer players, because personally, I really don't like games like this. and I don't like when games end in a draw. That's why I thought that this would be a good episode, because I feel passionately about this. Yes. Earthquakes and earthquake effects, X mana pumped into the spell gives you X damage, in Earthquake's case, to all creatures without flying and all players. Correct. Hurricane, same thing, except Hurricane deals X damage to all creatures with flying and all players. So we'll probably just refer to them as earthquake effects. There's dozens of them in Magic. Yeah, and they're not all X. Some are damage equal to thing damage equal to number of creatures you control or biggest creature you control for example and the merits of those are using them like a wrath of god exactly they're going to wipe out all the creatures listen to noran that's what they're there for i I played six or seven of them exactly or wipe out all the opponent's creatures if all their creatures are smaller than yours wipe out target opponent if he has less life than you exactly that's why you play wrath of gods kids should we just address the earthquake point? We had the general that could have done it. Let's just talk about that. If you Drew, talk to your friend. Infinite mana, red, earthquake the whole table for whatever. Just go to him and say, why don't you just switch the general of that deck to Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight? What she says is, if a source would deal damage to an opponent, or an opponent or a permanent that opponent controls, it deals double that amount of damage. If something would do damage to you or something you control, it's half that much. So Earthquake for 20, he will survive, you guys all die, his deck still gets to do what he wants it to do, Yeah, and he actually wins the game. That's the second card now. You got Comet Storm, you got Gisela, and uh, you still don't win the game, sorry, but he does, and what that means is it's not a stalemate. Yes, It's not a draw. Yeah, so I mean, those are suggestions that will allow him to keep doing what he's doing, and 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 I'm not sure if that's what you want. Well, it, it... it kind of is because it means that whatever's happening that people don't like isn't happening anymore. The game ends, it has a clear winner, and you don't have to tell your friend, don't play with me anymore. 
or don't do that. Don't do that thing that you want to do. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can still do it. It's just the joy of commander and something that we talk about all the time on the show is you should be able to do what you want to do. And if that means winning every game with an earthquake or some other degenerate X spell damage thing, then just include some life games so it doesn't kill you. Or do something like we've suggested before, where it kills everybody but you. That's an easy way around the whole situation that way. So I guess that is a couple of the least extreme things that you can do. You know, say to your buddy, here's a couple cards. Check out Commissorm. Check out Gisela, right? Yeah. Um, check out CCO episode with Norin. Yeah, yeah. You Build can, your chaos deck like this. Yeah, send them to our show, and then you can have the joy of dealing with my super impressive Noren list. Yeah, maybe just don't point them at this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the next thing that you could do if that's not working, and I know that you already said you talked to him, talk to him again. Just voice your displeasure. And I don't know how good of a friend he is with you, but like Joel's deck or Jesse being a D-bag or whatever, yeah. right? I don't, I don't like calling Magic players D-bags anymore because it's it's become a lot more derogatory. But, I mean, listen, I don't want to play that game. I'm going to sit out and have a beer. I'm going to go and get chicken wings. I'm going to go do this. Eventually, people are going to say, yeah, I don't want to play against that or do whatever you're doing. I'm going to go to the side table. Or, yeah, let's all go out for a beer instead. And eventually... Mm -hmm. That guy just won't play that anymore, and he says, "Yeah, okay, no, just bring the beer in. Let's 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 sit around the table and play fun games. Let's play plane chase. Let's do whatever. Let's not play that hyper ultra competitive or whatever it is that you don't like, right?" Yeah, the uh, what did he call it? Prison deck where nothing happens. Dot yeah. anything. With I'm assuming it's probably like one of those Eye of the Storm or uh, Knowledge Pool. Knowledge Pool, Tefri combos, or it, it plays. Uh, you know, it plays Thorn of Amethyst, and it plays. Winter Orb and pen, uh, Tabernacle and... It just nothing gets done ever, dot deck. Yeah, nobody likes those. And maybe that's the type of thing where in our group what we do is um, before the game starts and, you know, let's say I want to play Animar because I got a new card or whatever, it's like, real decks? Anybody? Right? Maybe that's when it's appropriate for your buddy to whip out his hyper-ultra prison deck. When you're playing against a group of three or four other decks that are specifically designed to beat a control deck or have way more removal in them for spot things like your Winter Orb or your Stasis. Or your Divine Intervention. Or your Divine Intervention. Because yeah. Divine Intervention, while it is a piece of a real piece of shit, it still costs eight and takes two turns. Yeah. That's plenty of time to deal with it. And it should I'm, be, especially in a four-player, five-player yeah. game. And if he's playing Divine Intervention Ether Flash, that's a sorcery I believe for black black three remove all counters from all permanents I was just looking at that today yeah. he's paying 13 mana and you're not disrupting it he deserves that and you guys deserve that too yeah it still doesn't that sounds, feel it makes good me sound though, like because an it asshole, ends in a draw I know that makes me I know. so mad no I'm not a big fan of that either just ending the game for the sake of ending the game and then we, calling it a win at yeah. least when I call my games a win because sometimes I'll come in second and say ah, I, I'm just going to call that a win it's because you earthquake for 40 and it killed everybody except one guy was at like 48. Yeah, and I didn't realize that his life was higher than mine or I wouldn't have done that. And you're like, oh shit, but there's like three other people that showed up since that game started and you want the game to just be done? Yeah. You... That's an appropriate time for a draw. Yeah, that's a good time to drop that Divine Intervention or that 200 damage Earthquake. Yeah. Like, but again, now we're getting back on this guy's side. We yeah, 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 yeah. Get off guy. topic, yeah. <laughs> I guess the other thing that you have to be a little bit cognizant of is is how good of friends you are with this guy. Maybe maybe the next most extreme thing to do or the third most extreme thing to do is 
is just don't go to the store when he's there. You know, like the one the one dude that posts on Facebook all the time, if you have a local EDH group, hey, anybody up for Commander tonight? If it's that guy, just don't go. Or yeah. message your own buddies and say, hey, don't go, come to my house. Yeah, or you see, yeah, you see all these people signing up. Yeah, I'd love to play some Commander. I'd love to play some Commander. You guys want to come to my place and play Commander with beer and not do that? And it sounds like kind of a douchebag move to ostracize somebody from your group. Yeah, But again, it, does. it goes back to who is your... Like if this guy, I'm assuming that he's a real friend. I'm yep. assuming he is a friend as we are all friends. The CCO Nation is what he means. Yes, yes. Me and Ryan and all of y'all that are listening. We are good friends, so I assume that Drew Riley and Mystery Guy, who might actually be Drew Riley. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Probably not, though. I believe you, Drew Riley. I'm assuming that they're good friends and they don't just want to kick him out of the group. That's like the most extreme thing you can really that, do. That, yeah. So I guess we don't have to go through that at the end of the show now. Yeah, well... You probably don't have to kick this guy out of your group. Yeah, well, it's not technically the most extreme thing. You, the most extreme thing you can do is beat him with a baseball bat. You Murder know what I'm him. Like, it's so bad that you just kill him in real life. You probably don't do that either. That's, yeah, never do that. No. That's really bad. Like, I always talk about Brando removal, where you hate something on the table, so you just kill the person that's <laughs> controlling it. I don't mean literally. Drew Riley is exercising Brando removal. He is. He doesn't like draws. He kills the player who's going to draw. I like it. Good on you, Drew. Good on take. Oh, I, oh, I like that. I'm yeah. so proud of you. I guess that that is maybe the next most extreme thing is just destroy him until there's nothing left. Yeah, just hate him out. And that's that's a thing too. I learned building a few of my decks. I just don't play anymore because they get hated out all the time. Like Marlboro, like vintage dot deck. Yeah, because everybody hates it, so it's immediately just. It's arch enemy against you. Yeah, or my new dragon deck that we were talking about on the cast last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, gets just hate him out. And if, like he might like doing stuff, but if he can't do it, maybe he'll figure it out or he'll start putting in things that make the deck. Because a lot of those decks that stall out the game and then win with something stupid, usually they're not super tuned. Like my Norton deck when it was still a coin flipping deck. It wasn't tuned by any stretch. And I can't imagine a deck that plays Divine Intervention being, unless it's playing Tabernacle and Moat and Magus of the Moat and Magus of the Tabernacle and 14 Wrath of God. Pendril Mists. Pendril Mists and all. Like, every card that just makes everything suck for everybody. Um, And you can only have one deck that does that, and you can't play Earthquake in it. So, I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm just assuming his deck is probably not tuned to withstand an assault from four other people. Moving back a little bit to to the newer players because again I am passionate and I want I want any new commander CCO Nation members to to kind of understand this on a little bit deeper level. We've got a couple notes here that we can go over just to help give you a hint. And you can learn more about the archetypes we're going to talk about if you let's say I don't know go and listen to episode eleven of Commander Cookout. Ooh. And 12, 13, and 14, and 15 as well. Because yes. those are Arc of the Archetype. Yes. And we go deep on combo, control, aggro, Voltron, Voltron. And episode 11, of course, is the uh, the rundown of the different archetypes. You're not going to mention our bonus episode on that arc? Mill? The mill. The mill yeah, list. We, we oh, built two yeah, mill yeah, lists. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. We, we built a combo mill and a Voltron mill deck. Excellent. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Brandon didn't turn his phone off. No, I did not. What a podcasting pleb. I suck. Now, if you have a, in my opinion, this is this is from my experience. This is what I think. Aggro, but no Voltron in your meta. Some dude is trying to beat you down, right? 
you want to beat him down by playing a little bit more of a grindy deck. Something that's going to have a little bit more moving pieces where he has the opportunity to make a mistake in what to destroy. Something that's going to give you continuous value. A little bit grindy. Incidental life gain, right? Because there's no Voltron to worry about that 21 damage. You just can't lose 40 life, right? So if whatever stalemate deck this is, if you can incidentally gain some life and grind it out so whatever way he's killing you killing everybody you don't die i think that's how you do it i'm thinking of i just mentioned him aloro i think kozilek 2 the one that can counter spells and draw you cards grindy life gainy um aloro's the right colors for sure yeah. for for controlling or stopping a a really bad aggro draw deck like something like infinite mana or 40 point earthquake Yep, for sure. If he's comboing you out, high disruption aggro, right? You're playing uh, tons of two-for-one spells, the, the the black 187 creatures where they enter the battlefield and, and kill something. Yep. Right? They kill something, and then they beat down. Yes. Well, I mean, you could take our gruel control list from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Tune it a little bit more aggro, and you could use something like that against a control deck. Yep. Or um, our internetless Orzov deck from Ark of the Internet. Episode 19. That's going to be my new favorite, Orzov, black, white, alter, alter, super mm. value. Everything's going to have an ETB trigger. Everything's going to recur from the graveyard to cast again. It's going to give you the most value. It's going to get rid of the hand, or it's going to get rid of the graveyard better than anything else, and that's going to that's going to screw the combo deck. Yes, it will disrupt the heck out of him. Yeah. So so counter his decks. That's yeah. that's what we're saying here. You know what I like too is in this case mass hand removal or graveyard exile. They're talking mind twist. We're talking bajukabog. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Something hypnotist, remember I couldn't say Sadistic it? hypnotist. Sadistic hypnotist. When he hits you, discard your hand. Yeah. Well, he no, you discard a card and somebody else discards a bunch of cards. I forget how sadistic hypnotist works. Look him up. Let's look him up real quick. 2-2 two, two for 3 and 2 black. Sacrifice a creature. Target player discards 2 cards. Activate this ability only time you could cast a sorcery. Sadistic hypnotist, yeah. Sack a creature. F their deck. Also, Mind Slicer. He is a 4-3 for 4 when he enters the battlefield. Or sorry, when he puts into the graveyard from the battlefield, each player discards his or her hand. God. That guy disrupts combos like crazy. Then you hit them with a bajuka bog. Done. Donezo. Yeah. Okay, so control snob. You're playing, oh, I only play control, but I'm going to stall the game out. Probably you're not going to run into that because the control player is better than you and is always going to beat you. Yeah, they're not really out to, to play things that are super duper fun. Get this. Dirty combo, just him. Like, just wreck his whole day with an infinite combo and then let the spell resolve for, like, whatever. A just kill him. Yeah, Comet Storm with infinite mana, like we were just talking about, but don't multi-kick it, just target him. He's out. Yeah. That'll teach him. That's a thing. Uh, I, that, that runs You'd... the field bads, but it sends a very distinct message and i think that's what's important with with i mean if talking if you don't want to do that if you're not comfortable or if whatever you've done in the past said played out of game in game if that doesn't work it's about sending a consistent message of what's appropriate and what's not yeah i mean i talk about this all the time uh, i think i talked about it most in my in our cranko episode which is our aggro list mark of the archetype where the way you play stuff really does impact how people respond to it 
You know what I'm saying? Like yep. if you are aggressively attacking him all the time and you're you make it very clear that you want him out of the game, eventually he's either going to clue in or he's going to say something direct like, "Why do you guys always hate me out?" And then you can respond with cuz your deck pisses me off. Yeah, cuz the only thing you ever want to do is get a draw. Yeah, you're that, not that, playing to win. You're just playing so that we can't. And that's a big waste of time. And uh, EDH w- games aren't short. One, and one could argue that playing Magic is a waste of time because it doesn't really, it's not really gainingful in any way other than you like to game. But if ending the game in a draw even removes that, if it's not meaningful because you like gaming anymore, then he's going to clue in. If you're not having a good time, Make it clear in game. Make it clear out of game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 actual table talk. It's it's very important, and and that's something you can do without investing any actual money into any of your decks, or having an uncomfortable conversation, you know, out of character, so to speak. Yeah, man, that just got deep. Yeah. Other things that are less deep, you could Brea him to death. Animar, General Tazri or Prosh, food chain. You could Skitherix the Blight Dragon him. You could crazy aggro him on turn four with Krenko. Yeah. You could Azuri Mind Claw infect him. Yes. All good ways to send messages, kids. Yes. Very excellent. Yeah, like we don't usually talk about those douchebag get it done right now type things. Ooh. But oh, we could. Hype for next arc. Ooh. Right there. Maybe it is. It's not going to be douchebag.arc. Trust no. us. Yeah, no, we don't do that. We are having a guest. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so I guess that's tips for beating certain kind of decks. Now, if you're a little bit more experienced and, and you want to, if we get back to that sending an in-game message type, uh, sure. type stuff that we were touching on there, pay attention to what deck they're starting the game with, right? And your your politicking and your expression of displeasure of the deck they're playing can start with, hey, what are you playing? Ugh, not that. Okay, let me change my deck because this deck's no fun for anybody, right? That's oh, that's you're a playing Divine Intervention deck. Okay, let me grab Brea, right? Yeah, let, let me get Brea. Let me get Slivers. Let me get ex- oh yeah, dragons. good, good, because Slivers has that negative connotation, just like a Divine Intervention deck would. Yeah, get something yeah. that's just as yeah. Let me grab Food Chain deck. Yeah, let me right? get something that's just as bad as that, except mine wins. Yes. Yeah. yeah, except mine wins. Yeah. The difference between, for the examples used here, Slivers and Divine Intervention is when Slivers hit eight, hits eight manas, it wins. And so just do that kind of stuff if you have decks like that. If you have a deck like that. If you Maybe don't, you build it, one. You could build one. Maybe you listen to the next arc yeah. and you build one. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so you let them know right at the start of the game your, your displeasure. And and you either switch decks or just tell them maybe maybe they're starting to clue in and they grab a different deck. You're good. I used to do that with Jesse all the time. Oh yeah. Yep. And that's F- also you, Jesse. That's also why when I start a game, I always start with my commander face down until somebody asks me what it is. Because I don't. I think that all of my decks are fun. And if I'm gonna play something douchey like Hermit Druid or Slivers or Cranko, I'll tell people. Yeah. Oh but yeah, it, for sure. That's that's what I was saying. Real yeah. decks. Real decks. Exactly. Cool. Precisely. Yeah. But any of my other decks, like I don't want you to. S- Oh, you're playing your win conditions or my win conditions dot deck. I'm gonna play something that only wins with this like five combo pieces that you can't take. Yeah. Well, no. I mean that that would give you strategic advantage. That it, might not be a yeah. bad thing. It, it's not too bad, but that's kind of a outside the game knowledge. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean if somebody's playing clone dot deck, while that does scale beautifully with the power levels of other decks, I guess it, it goes it goes back to um, 
talk to your play group, communicate the power level of the decks that you want to play. And you know what? The other thing about that too is somebody's somebody's ten out of ten tuned vintage light combo deck. Maybe that's like a a ten to some people, but to others it's like an eight or a six. Yeah. Right. It just depends on what your experience level and your comfort level in the game is, and how competitive your play group is. Yes, this play group to me, just based on the email and the problem that they're having, it doesn't sound super competitive. This sounds like a bunch of dudes that play kind of casual, maybe a little bit competitive because they care that the games are ending the way that they do. But they're still in a situation where somebody's actually playing a divine intervention, and that doesn't say competitive to me. I agree. That doesn't say competitive tune to me. I agree. And you know what? I guess devil's advocate is, and we've talked about this before, you and I, off air, you can be cutthroat versus competitive, right? You still want to win. You still play the game to win, or you should, in addition to having a good time. Correct. And you know what? It sounds like neither of those things are happening when game ends in a draw, dot deck is on the table. Yes. And I mean, if you have to get cutthroat to get rid of that, that's just that table message. Like, beating this guy down and telling him to just go fuck himself, both of those things are kind of extreme and don't probably result in anybody having a great night following those yeah, things. Yeah, and you know, if, if you listen again to, I guess, episode 11, when you talk about when we talk about um, the cyclical nature of metas, you don't have to be cutthroat forever to get rid of divineintervention.deck. You just have to get divine intervention out of the deck. Yeah, and when it's gone, you can go back to playing magic how you used to go back to, or how you used to, and then once that kind of mentality, maybe it starts to creep back in again. And then you smash it in the face again, right? Yep. Before we go any further, we've been ragging on um, divine intervention. Yes. Ragging on earthquake. Correct. We did a, it's funny, another, let's call it listener submission on episode 21. Yes. It was, uh, air quotes, Group hug deck. It's not a group hug deck. From Dean Goody. F you, Dean Goody. Yeah. We should call him someday. We should call him sometime. That would be so funny. Let's see how that goes. We did a group hug deck. Secretly, it was a mill deck. And when I when I read Drew's email from earlier this week and saw a group hug, I thought, well, maybe that means mass mill, because that's essentially the same as mass earthquake, right? Yeah. There's a little bit of lead up to mass whatever wind condition you have. And I think after you let them know out a game leading up to the game, what general you playing, blah, 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 you set the pace, right? If they're playing this this combo thing, you got to high disruption aggro them. We're talking about setting the pace early on in the game, your one drop, your two drop, your three drop, your four drop, swing, 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 swing. Yes. Right? Um, two weeks ago's deck, infect aggro Demir. Critical turn, turn two. Get your get your critical turn, turn two or three deck, and hurt them bad before they can do their thing. That's, again, just a way to set the pace and let them know what the expectation is. Correct. So it's not all about divine intervention. It's about mass anything, combo anything. There are ways to beat it, right? And you know what would be really fun with divine intervention? I just thought of this. You could out-grief them. How do you grief them with a divine intervention? You could play uh, Traxa. Oh! And you could proliferate oh! this. To- <laughs> how how good you, would that be? You could proliferate it. Oh! You could proliferate their counters, and his stupid draw card never goes off. Next. Yes. <clears throat> Project Atraxa. To the rescue. Yeah. You could <laughs> you could play divine intervention in 
Atraxa and then donate it to them and say, you'll never end the game in a draw because <laughs> I'm going to proliferate this. <laughs> Drew Riley, play Atraxa. That's the only time I'm ever going to say play Atraxa. Yes. Because Divine Intervention won't win. It will never win, ever. Because it's got intervention counters on it. Yup. So sick. And it will have more intervention counters on it. It turns out proliferate's good for more than just uh, winning the game. I'd probably completely... F the mic when I yelled. You're going to have to edit the crap out of that. <laughs> it's all, it's, it's <laughs> worth so it. So sick. Worth it. Anyways, check out episode 21 of Commander Cookout Podcast because we go deep on a group hug slash mill deck, and maybe that'll give you some tips to, to uh, beat yeah. your friend. Now, w- one of the things about group hug, and this is the dangerous thing about group hug, is yeah, they prolong the game. Yeah, they don't really win. But they're also helping you do what you're doing and not really stopping you. Yeah, you until, usually, I guess until the end when they just win. Yeah, like right? you hit a critical mass eventually and you could just kill him. Like there yeah. are decks that you just don't want to group hug. Aggro is one of them because you're just giving them gas. Yeah. You never play Howling Mine against burn decks. It's just not the right thing to do. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so you're setting the pace. Don't forget to politic, right? So remind people of what the combo in the deck is. What does it do? Oh, that's the piece. Oh, there's the doubling cube or the doubling season. Doubling is seems to be a key word for combos, hey? Yes, it does. Um, th- there's what? There's the mind over matter, everybody. He's going to tap or untap everything. Yeah, it, get your naturalize. Ooh, that naturalize. D- d- it disrupts them right away. Yeah, yep. for sure. Last week, uh, nature's claim. It disrupts them even sooner. Yeah, disrupts them 100% faster. Yep, for sure. Keep bringing it up. Keep on bringing it up. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to. And you know what? Sometimes I find when I'm uh, air quotes when I'm politicking, I like to say just a little tiny bit of my strategy out loud, right? Um, especially when you have one of those like a free removal spell or a free counter spell or whatever. Oh, save this for whenever, whenever, right? Slaughter pact or um, sure. snuff out. If you have a swamp, you can pay for life and kill something. Yep. Free counter spells are lots of money. So yeah, they're they're big money. But if you got force of wills, I mean. Nothing says F you like a force of will. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You know what? Um, Pact of Negation might just because you actually have to pay for it later in the game. Yeah, I'll and, pay for this and it's later a worse just card. to screw you now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess if 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 none of that works, I mean, you can always, like like Drew says, just talk to your group about boot fucking the guy. I yeah. mean, we talked about that earlier, but here's some specific examples now. Um, yeah. Mass land destruction. Yeah, or, play your what? What? He's a he's a little mono red goblin, and he plays land destruction. What's his name? Zozu the Punisher. Zozu, just f him up. And I like the card. It's a red card. You name a basic land type, and then destroy all land of that name. Wake of destruction. That's what it is. I I, I said it wrong. It's a it's a sorcery for red 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 three. Destroy target land and all other lands with the same name. Ooh. <laughs> That's where you play your snow-covered lands, so you can kill all their basics. Absolutely, and then it doesn't matter what color you or them are playing if you're destroying their mountains. Exactly. Yeah. Another reason to play your snow-covered lands, and you could just play extra planar lands with your snow-covered lands. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Snow-Covered Lands podcast. Ooh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Mass so- discard, graveyard removal, we talked about those. How about some specific examples in Ruined Halo? White, white, enchantment, name a card. You have protection from the chosen card. There you go. I like that one. What about meddling mage? Two, name. two, four, white, blue. Blue. Name a card. Named card can't be played. 
Yep. There's a Phyrexian Revoker does the same thing as that. He's a 2-1 for 2. Named cards, activated abilities cannot be played. Just like Pithing Needle. Yes. Pithing Needle. Yeah, There's pithing. another one. It played a Declaration of Naught. Oh, it's yeah. Counter in, the named spell. Yeah, it's in, an enchantment. It's an enchantment for blue, and then it says on it, blue, blue, counter the named spell. Of course, you would have the Lorwyn one. Yeah. Or Morning Tide, whatever it is. Of how, course. How about Chalice of the Void? XX comes into play with X charge counters. Whenever somebody plays something with a converted mana cost of X, counter it. Very good. There's key spells that you're going to know your opponent has if you're familiar with their draw dot deck, right? Yeah, because there's only so many ways you can do that. Just pick out things that kill. And you could play things like Void Winner where it yeah. counters either even or odd spells. Oh, yeah. Casting cost things. Uh, Sanctum Prelate and Gaddock Teague were from last week. They're going to stop things four or greater being cast. Or Sanctum Prelate, you name a converted mana cost okay. or pick one. Gaddock Teague actually turns off Earthquake. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gaddock Teague, nice Earthquake, bro. Um, Torpor Orb, we talked about that off yep. air. Yep, Torpor Orb. Shuts uh, down ETB abilities on an artifact for four, I think, right? Two. Two? Two. Dank. Engineering, engineered Explosives. It's yep, got Sunburst for four. Comes into Battlefield with a charge counter for each different colored mana you spent to cast it. And you can, I believe, sacrifice it to destroy everything with CMC equal to the number of charge counters on it. Yes. Also good in Atraxa. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep, you can use it sure. to kill all of the token decks, or you can use it to kill all the wiener decks. You can kill it to. You can even charge them up if you're really good, and you can blow up all of the really high end stuff. Yeah, it's like a super good card. Like your eight drop. Yeah. Um, Divine intervention. Yeah, there you go. You know what else I just thought of too is, I'm, I I read the word engineered. I thought of engineered plague. Choose a creature type. All creatures of that type get minus one minus one. It's an enchantment for black and two. Yes, it is. And also Pernicious Deed and um, Steel Hellkite. Yep. Deal damage or destroy things with a certain converted mana cost. Yeah. Just yep. grief them out. Control them. Yep. Hurt them real bad. Play things like Fate Spinner where you pick a phase of your turn and skip it. Yes! Like, you skip your draw, your main phase, or your combat. Yeah, just hurt them. Just yep. do terrible and things I'm to them too. And I'm also thinking of Trickbind, Stifle... Goblin, the the Gruel Goblin that counters a activated ability. Yeah, he's an anti control card. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of Azorius Guildmage. Yes, counter target activated ability is Azorius Guildmage's activated ability. Yes, all yep. those things stop things like Divine Intervention and all those goofy I win or we draw cards. Yeah, certainly. Well, I guess remove a Divinity or a Intervention counter is a. Um, you know what works against Divine Intervention? is Gideon's Intervention. Yeah! Read that pile of steaming hot garbage. Gideon's Intervention is an enchantment for two white-white. As Gideon's Intervention enters the battlefield, choose a card name. Your opponents can't cast spells with the chosen name. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you by permanence you control by sources with the chosen name. <laughs> that last part doesn't do anything against Divine Intervention, it, but... It does stop Earthquake. It does stop Earthquake, if that's what you name. Mucho. Excellente. Gideon's Intervention wrecks Divine Intervention's day. And I bet you Gideon's Intervention isn't $60. Correct. <laughs> that, that leads me pause. Like, Divine Intervention is $60. This guy yep. must really have a... Like, maybe we were talking earlier about the deck not being maybe that tuned or whatever. If you're going to drop 60 bucks on a joke card... Yeah. That might... Maybe he does play Tabernacle. He could. Maybe he does play Moat. Well, 
from the same set. Maybe he's got a bunch of cards in that set. Maybe he does. Who Could knows? Thing. Here's the thing. This is as close to a social contract EDH episode as you're going to get from CCO Podcast. Yeah, it's not our, our jam. It's not our jam. I think mostly because we play in a pretty group. Uh, a, a pretty group. Yeah, nothing pretty about us. Well, some of us. A pretty good group. We're all on the same page, and we've all played together for a long time. And we're all grown-ass men, right? At the end of the day, most people, I think, who listen to the show and who play are probably adult-ish. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, we're not PewDiePie. Uh, I know who that is, but He's, I don't understand the reference. I think that he was more focused on little kids. Oh, yeah? A, a little, and then he started making Nazi jokes to become an adult, and now he's just a joke. Oh. Yeah. Let's not be like him. Yeah, we don't want to be like him, but okay. we're not focused on the little kid group. I assume most people listening to this show are adult enough to be able to have a conversation with another human. Yeah, and you know what? That's not us calling anybody out and saying no. you're not adults or, or that you have to be an adult or that emailing us is is a cop-out to just having a conversation, but I think having a conversation with your friend very candidly or not candidly and just telling them that you think that the deck is shit and they shouldn't play it. I mean, those things are okay. And ultimately, if it leads to, if, if a five-minute conversation leads to hours and days and weeks of more fun, it's probably worth having. Absolutely. Right? And, and I mean, if it doesn't work or if it hasn't worked, which I'm getting from this email, because you don't just email a podcast if nothing's worked, take some of our suggestions and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. And then tell us about it. Yeah. And, and we'll then, talk yeah. about it again. Yeah we'll, talk, yeah, we'll mention it again. Tell us how the game goes. Well, we just stomped the shit out of him for three weeks, and he uh, built a new deck. Yeah, for sure. Because that's what you want. Yeah, is... send the in-game message. I think that's the most uh, important thing about this episode. Yeah, like what you were doing when you say you you boot-hecked him out of the game. Who heck? That's what you're, you're doing the right thing. You're not doing the wrong thing by just stomping them out of the game. If you need suggestions for how to do that more efficiently... We will. Yes, We are your boys. But you're doing it right. Just stomp... And tell them why you're doing it. Don't just beat them and be like, ha, now you're out. Beat them and tell them why you're beating them. That's an excellent point is is I don't like what that deck's doing. I don't think it's fun. I don't want to play with it. I'm I'm going to play with it on my own terms and beat the heck out of it until you don't play it anymore. Exactly. And if the deck is, like, I don't know, maybe he's invested a ton of money in this deck and you can't do it. Get your friends on board. Yeah, bring your buddies on board and get them on it. Because no matter how good a deck is, it can only be good enough to withstand the combined assaults of so many people. Oh, yeah. And eventually he's going to miss a draw, he's going to miss a play, he's going to miss a removal spell, and he's going to lose. Somebody will draw Tainted Strike and Unspeakable Symbol on their one drop on turn two or three and will kill him. <laughs> yes. Yes, they will. Final thing, and I don't want to end on a negative note, but ultimately if he's somebody that's not very close to you or if this kind of thing is happening in a group that you're associated with and that's all you are is associates because you have a common interest in a game, stop playing with that person and find new people. Magic is a robust community, and I'm sure unless you live in some little itty-bitty town... You can probably find somebody else to play with. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, there's always people coming and going from our group at Open Flippy Dot Drinky. We had three new people. Yeah, one of them was a mechanic, really liked my truck. Sorry. No worries. Hijacked your thought. No, no worries. Both of them, all three of them were really cool. Uh, One of them built, like, garbage jank decks, but he foiled them out to the max, which is cool. Sounds like a CCO episode. (laughs) One guy had nothing, but he had, like, 
two decks or three decks he played, all of them were white, all of them were angels. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, one of them played two decks in a row, different decks that were completely foiled out with the Kaladesh inventions. That was crazy. It's the same guy. Both of them were angel decks, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Come on, be more original. Yeah. It was Iona <laughs> and then the flippy Acroma. Or Avacyn, Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and then there was the other guy who like, oh, I don't know what any of these cards do. I just I just play Perforos. Yeah, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So That's like, okay, too. You meet new people all the time is the point. So just yeah. if he's such a griefer and you can't handle him, stop inviting him. If you have a mass email you send it every week like we do, who's coming tonight, take his name off it. And after a couple of weeks, he says, hey, what's up with magic? I'm like, well, F you. After you do all of the other things. Yeah, that's That your, is the worst case scenario. Yeah, that is the last effort you got to have because just just beat him down at the table. That is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the right <laughs> stuff. A good, it's a good episode. Yeah. And if your friends aren't on board with that, then say F you to them too and you build a deck like this. Yeah. Take some money, invest in it, and just win that way. Just win more games. Build you, Hermit Druid. What, what do you think the cheapest way to do that is? Hermit Druid. You think? Absolutely. Yeah, Hermit Druid's cheap. Hermit Druid combo costs very little money. Yep. All the cards in it are two, three bucks. You could put the core together for 25. The only thing you'd have to worry about in it is five color mana base. So to end on a little bit more positive note. Yes. Next week, new giveaway because new arc. Oh, baby. Open packs, Including foils, one of which will be EDH playable, I promise. Absolutely. Oh, and I think I mentioned it at the top of the show, but I have 15-card booster packs that are guaranteed with rares, and I have two 100-card packs. So you can intermix and mingle and, and use real packs and those packs to open Flippy.Drinky, and that's going to be part of, I guess, episode 36. We're going to give that away to any new patrons. So, you know, if you sign up and you're the only patron, you're guaranteed to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. And if people are talking about, oh, I don't know if I want to win those packs. They're garbage. Oh, no. Maybe in the next arc, we'll give you an idea what you can do with some of that uh, pack fresh garbage. Maybe we will. Who knows? You will. On the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast, hit our theme song. Woo!